This is Bigger Pockets Daily, and this Tuesday, like every other single day, I'm going to read you an article to make you a better real estate investor. The article comes from biggerpockets.com blog, but you're busy, so we give you the information in audio form too. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation homeowning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com biggerpockets. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we hosted on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Three hurdles aspiring real estate investors face and how to clear them by Ryan DC. Let's play a game. The person to choose the correct answer will be blessed with good luck and great fortune. What do you think is the most common question that I get? A. How are you so dashingly handsome? B. I have been educating myself for a while, but how do I actually start investing in real estate? Or C. Are there any good websites where I could connect with other real estate investors? No. I'm sorry to say it's not A. Better luck next time. But if you chose C, you'll need to guess again too. The answer is B. And I love getting messages like this because I truly want to help push people to the next level, just as I look for a push from others to get to my own personal next level. So here's a quick story of how I got started as a real estate investor. Let me just tell you real quick how I did it. Unfortunately, this will probably only help a small number of you. I did the opposite of analysis paralysis. (laughs) I did no analysis, so there was no paralysis. I just jumped right in head first not knowing anything, and figured it out. I didn't know what I didn't know. This is a very stark contrast to just about everyone that I talk to. Most of what I hear is that potential new investors have done a ton of studying and feel they understand the concepts, but they're just struggling to actually get started. Therefore, what I want to do is take some of that fear away. 
I want to describe a few points that you may find useful in getting over that first hurdle. Common reasons wannabe investors hesitate. Number one, probably the most obvious reason, money. The properties that I buy usually are in the range of 125 to 175K, just so that you have a reference point. I usually have in the neighborhood of 25,000 to 40,000 saved to purchase a property. If you're thinking that's not a lot, you're right. When you start looking at down payments and closing costs, you're not left with very much. On the flip side, if you think this is a lot, there are creative ways to get in for less, so you don't have to feel discouraged either. I will say this. I may have a few credit cards that I rely on, as well as a line of credit or two. Trust me, I've maxed them all out in the past. Now, let's have some fun, shall we? Property purchase example by the numbers. I purchased a property in May of 2018 using hard money. So here are a few dates and corresponding balances in my savings account. May, after purchase, $12,059. Oh, geez. What have I gotten into? Sees property in person for the first time. It's a complete disaster. August, $16,670. Starting to get rolling on the rehab. <laughs> Wish me luck. October, $7,587. All right, so uh, this is starting to hurt a bit. A lot of unforeseen issues. And then let's move on. December, $5,070. This is probably the point where someone stole all my copper pipes one night. Huh. January 2019, $4,628. I need to pay my personal mortgage, and it's not far from this number. Help! After January, phew, I'm in the clear. We've turned the corner and have started to collect rent. Onward and upward. Why did I just do all that? Well, I wanted to show you that a lot of us, those who you may be talking to or seeing by deals, might not be much different than you. We have less money than you, maybe. And maybe we have more. The point is, there is some inherent risk that you have to accept. I don't care what the deal looks like, there is risk. You have to ask yourself, is it worth it or not? No risk, no reward. Case closed. Okay, so reason number two, location. A lot of people are struggling with their location. The market where they're located is either too expensive, not the right class, ABCD class, or the inventory just simply doesn't meet their criteria. Like there are only single-family homes, and they're looking for multifamily, for example. You have to make the call. Are you going to stick it out where you are or look in a different market? Do some research, point, and shoot. There is no right answer here. If you choose a different market and it doesn't work out, you don't know that it would have worked if you had decided to stay in your market. Now, if you choose to stay where you are and make it work, but it doesn't work out, you don't know that it would have worked elsewhere. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, am I right? So just make a decision and go with it. Like Jeff Bezos says, he gets paid to make a few important decisions. <laughs> That's it. If you do choose a different location and you are not familiar with it, I highly recommend you drive or fly there. Get out and walk around or at least drive the streets. Get familiar with the good parts and the bad parts. Do you see any new construction? Any new stores popping up? Do you see people hanging out and having a good time? Is there trash everywhere? Are there even any duplexes there? If that's what you want. And the number three reason, management. 
So what happens if I get a clogged toilet at 3 a.m.? What if my tenant gets really mad at me because the heat stops working and it's cold out? What if my tenants stop paying? Ugh. There are probably thousands of questions that could turn you off from actually executing on a deal. You're not alone in thinking this. You must decide how you will manage your properties. Will you self-manage or hire a property manager? This question will be debated by in real estate investors until the end of time. Half of the investor's population will tell you to get a manager, and the other half will just say, do it yourself because you will end up managing the manager anyways. This is what I can tell you. I self-manage long distance. We're talking 1,500 miles. I am happy with my decision, and I make it work seven days a week. I'm no smarter than anyone else. I simply pieced together a team after an arduous vetting process and then just ran with it. I have plenty of stumbling blocks along the road, including thousands of wasted dollars on contractors, air quotes, who didn't do what they said they were going to do. All of it was ultimately my fault. Whether you decide to self-manage or not, you will end up putting time and resources into finding a property manager or piecing together your own team. The bottom line? Pick one direction and start down that path. You can always switch to the other option if you need to. All in all, while this crazy real estate life labors on day by day, trust me, it's worth it. Whether you are struggling with the money, location, or management aspect, or all three, it does eventually pay off. I would recommend sticking it out, even if it feels like an impossible task. I can honestly say there have been at least a hundred times I felt like I couldn't possibly continue. But I'm glad I did. Hope you enjoyed hearing that perspective. Before you go, are you interested in getting your personal finances in order? Then check out the Bigger Pockets Money Podcast, hosted by Scott Trench and Mindy Jensen. To learn how to save for big-time investments and launch yourself toward the life of your dreams. I'm Tyler, and I can guarantee you, I'll be right back here tomorrow.